0: show on this Monday. Good to have you on board today. This portion of the program brought to you by uh, by our buddy Scott Ellis with Homeside Financial. Scott's a great guy. He is the guy that uh, turned it around for me uh, when I uh, wanted to refi the house. Got it all done if you're looking to purchase a new home. I know it's not usually the time of year that you do it, but people certainly start thinking about it. Selling a new home, you want to get fast pre-approval ratings and such. Uh, go to my buddy Scott, Scott Ellis with Homeside Financial. He's the guy that, like I said, got me out from underneath uh, my mortgage originally, refinanced the house, did an outstanding job. He was available pretty much at any point in time. Or maybe you want to, uh, you know, get some of the home equity right now. You can still do that with some good uh, benefits before the end of the year, and especially this time of season. You can get the uh, cash to uh, pay off, you know, debts and such. Um, or coming out of the holiday season, some things that you want to do. If you have some credit score issues. Uh, It's okay. Scott has years of experience helping people with uh, lower credit scores. All you got to do is call him 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. I had a couple people that reached out to me that said, hey, they asked me about that, about the the credit score that wasn't above 700. And I said, you know what? Um, I've known Scott to get people done that was in the low 600s and even in the upper 500s to get them done. So. No reason not to call 414-791-7771, 414-791-7771. Or you can go to ScottEllisTeam.com, ScottEllisTeam.com, E-L-L-I-S, ScottEllisTeam.com. Scott Ellis E-L-L-I-S. Scott Ellis and see for yourself. Good stuff there. um This is uh, Rick's bill. I think uh, even if the Packers ran the table, Those losses to New York, Washington, are going to end up costing them if they end up tied with any one of those teams. Um, There's no doubt, Rick, that they have dug themselves a ginormous hole, without a doubt. Um, I'm not denying And I said, look, when when they lost the other day against Tennessee, I said, it's over. Season's over. You know, if Wayne Larrabee was, uh, if we had Wayne Larrabee's voice to yell, there is your dagger, that was was your dagger, in my opinion. Uh, Over the weekend... I will say I love Packers fans. Always have, always will. I'm one of them. Uh, I was at a uh, – I talked about it at the beginning of the show. I was at a friends' giving yesterday. They have it early that the same time every year, the week before actual Thanksgiving, and a big group of friends get together. There was probably about 30 people yesterday. And the talk was, one, how bad the team has been. Two, how bad Rodgers has been. How bad that thumb is or isn't hurt. And then the the last thing was, but if they get a win – and then it kinda goes on from there. You know, hope springs eternal pretty much all the time. So I uh, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, constantly throw the bucket of cold water on it. I live in a reality where I've said before, and I'll say it again, I can't unsee Detroit, I can't unsee New York over in London, I can't unsee Washington. Those were just pitifully bad games by the Packers. But there's nothing to say you can't Suddenly, have everything click, and it turn a little bit of time away. You get a couple of wins here. You get to a bye week. Guys come back rejuvenated, feeling good, and then it all you know kind of materializes. Who knows? Can it happen? Sure, it could. It is it out of the realm of possibility? No, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's unlikely, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. I would never say it's completely one hundred and ten percent impossible. Unless it's mathematically done, but I agree with you. I mean, this this is a team that's dug themselves such an incredibly deep hole that I, I don't I don't foresee them getting out of it. But if you have that hope going into this next game, if they lose in Philadelphia, um, while they will still be, I think at that point in time, somewhat mathematically alive. I think if they lose in Philadelphia. It's, uh, I, I mean, I look at it now as they're pretty much, they went for, put it this way, in the standings in the NFC, they dropped from ninth to 12th with the loss. Detroit is now ahead of them. In case you didn't know. Arizona, as bad as Arizona stinks, Arizona is ahead of them. Atlanta, the Falcons are ahead of them. Washington is ahead of them. San Francisco, we we're still waiting to see what happens with San Francisco tonight. They're ahead of them, and then obviously the Giants with seven seven wins, Cowboys seven wins, Tampa Bay right now is at five and five. They're a five hundred team and they're leading their division. And as of right now, they're in the postseason. Philadelphia obviously is going to win their division, most likely we'll say. Minnesota is going to win the North. Seattle is battling. I can't give. We don't give. I cannot stand Pete Carroll. That gum chewing, jaw smacking, that guy has been. It's he has been a thorn in the side and a pain in the ass and and smug and arrogant and everything else that goes along with it. Uh, But Ben, that has got to be one of the better coaching jobs this year, correct? Yeah.
1: Almost more importantly, a, a better drafting job. Like they trade yeah. Russell Wilson, they find two tackles, they find a tight end, like they uh, they
0: rebuilt their defense in like a year, which is yeah. nuts. Like they're actually talented now. Yeah. It has been an incredible job by Seattle to remain relevant. And and I got to say I think even with San Francisco getting a win, if they get a win tonight, um I still think Seattle's going to end up winning that division. It it It's two teams, San Francisco and Seattle, and that's it. Arizona stinks. They're terrible. The Rams are awful. The, oh, my God, the Rams are so bad. Such a bad team. There's speculation about whether or not Matthew Stafford's even going to, whether he's going to retire at the end of the season. Sean McVay quitting at the end of the season and such. So uh, a lot of speculation out there out west. But it's, it's, I'll tell you this, man. Pete Carroll's done a, a magnificent job this season, without a doubt. 877-867-1670. So one more loss by the Packers to put them at 4-8. and eight. They will then be down there with Chicago, Carolina, um, New Orleans, the Rams. The, the, that's it. They're already there, but they they're kind of the best of the worst record-wise right now. But they're, but they're right now, out of 16 teams in the NFC, they're 12th. And uh, they are fading fast. What's helped them is the fact that you've got Washington creeping a couple of wins, Atlanta creeping a couple of wins, the Giants lose, the Cowboys beat, you know, got a win. But, uh, you know, if the Cowboys would have lost, it would have been six wins. It would have put them a little bit lower where maybe the Packers could catch them. But right now, I mean, they've it's almost insurmountable. It's almost insurmountable. I think their percentage to win uh in the NFC is like you know, it's like fourteen percent or twelve percent to even make it to the postseason at this point. Eight seven seven, eight six seven, sixteen seventy. Find us eight seven seven, eight six seven, sixteen seventy. Give us a shout. Uh, by the way, the uh going to college football. The odds to win the NCAA championship this year, Georgia coming in right now at five to seven. Ohio State number two at five to two. 10 to one is Michigan. 14 to one is TCU. 20 to one, uh, Clemson, USC, LSU, Oregon, North Carolina, and then Tennessee. Tennessee and North Carolina pretty much off the board. by the way, Tennessee uh, not looking good this past weekend, obviously. Caleb Williams. Looks to be right now. Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud are the two guys that are looking as far as uh, favorites to win the Heisman. Uh, then after that, uh, Blake Corum. You could possibly go in that direction. Uh, Bo Nix, uh, but I believe Bo Nix. Uh, everybody else pretty much pretty much off the board at this point. You got Blake Corum, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams. Those are the three guys. You get a few other guys that'll probably be asked to come to New York, but they don't have a shot. So that's that's kind of where things stand right now. In regards to uh, in regards to uh, the Heisman Trophy, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Um. Michael says uh, it's going to be maybe a six wing team at best. Uh, Jan says the Packers are done. Put a fork in them just like the turkey this Thursday. Uh, Greg says there's no way in hell the Green Bay Packers beat Philadelphia. They're going to get dump trucked by 30. Uh, Stanley says I have a little bit of faith in the Green Bay Packers, but only if <laughs> only if the quarterback pulls his head out of his rear end. I'll say and uh, plays up to his capability. Um, this is from Jason, who says, "How long is Rogers going to continue to lie about the thumb and put himself and his own statistics ahead of the team?" Uh, and then Carol says, uh, Brian Gudekinst has to go Is killing this team with bad draft choices. There you go. Um, <laughs> Michael says, at least we got a good draft choice coming at this point. Well, then again, you got to do something with it, right? And the drafts, they haven't necessarily been uh, the strong suit of the Green Bay Packers. Now, for a while, I looked at it and thought, yeah, you know what? Um, when you look at the uh, Brian Gutekunst in the draft, and, and I, I think in all fairness here, um, early on, you know, Jair Alexander, obviously, tremendous pick. After that, you really thought that Marquez valdes scantling Equinemia St. Brown, they'd hang on and then they would continue to grow and – and it just really those two draft choices never materialized and the fact that you have only one player left from 2018 that that is when your life's blood is the draft and what you rely upon, you don't trade. You don't trade a lot of draft choices away. You hang on to those things. You're trading back constantly, always getting more bites at the apple. I hate to use that, but pardon the pun. You're uh, to not have anybody left but Jair out of the 2018 draft is almost when you had 11 was 11 or 12 guys. You, it was almost unforgivable, right? Go back to the Kevin King year of 2017. You have Aaron Jones left. That's it. So out of the 2017-2018 draft, you have two players left on this team? Oh, my God. Now, the 2019 draft, you kind of hit. You found three really solid players, although people would disagree regarding Darnell Savage at this point, but you got Rashawn Gary Savage and Elton Jenkins. They're still contributors. Sternberger, third-round draft choice, gone. Kingsley Kiki, gone. Kadar Holman. Ty Summers, Dexter Williams, Ty Summers, but gone. So again, 2017, 2018, 2019, you have how many? Count them with me. Five players out of those drafts. Three years' worth of drafts, you have five players remaining. Think about that. Man, that's just, that kills you. Because this is when these guys should be coming up, getting ready for those contracts, re-signing these guys. This is, man, you. Th- this is where that they now come to fruition, and instead it has killed you. So, look, I, I'm not... I'll hold my breath when it comes to the NFL draft, but, man, those are the things that just kill a franchise. I mean, kill a franchise. Um... What is it, Abdo says, uh, why do the Packers as an organization always keep players longer than they should at key positions? Like who? If anything, they've let them go early. Who would they, but right now there's two players they've kept for a long period of time. One is Rodgers, and clearly, because he's coming off of back-to-back MVPs and such, I mean, you know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You hang on to those guys like grim death. The only other guy that I would say you've hung on to has been David Bakhtiari. Can we all agree that, that giving him that other contract and that extension for Aaron Jones has worked out right Kevin says don't forget 2017 but no Ted that was Ted Thompson's draft I get it but beyond but what I'm saying is is when you' your life's blood is the draft and you sto you go back over three three period three years you combine those three years 17 18 and 19 you got a total of five guys left that's that's recent history, man. That's that's that hurts. Go to 2020. You got Jordan Love who doesn't play, AJ Dillon who is okay, Josiah Aguara. Really, you don't use him. You got Kamal Martin and John Runyon's been a been solid. After that, Kamal Martin, Jake Hansen, Stepaniak, Vernon Scott, Jonathan Garvin. Not much there. Kylan Hill you let go of. Isaiah McDuffie in 2021 has been solid. Cole Van Lannan, gone. Shamar Jean-Charles, seeing a little bit of time. T.J. Slayton shows flashes but not consistent. Royce Newman, looked like he was on skates this year. Amari Rogers, gone. There's Josh Myers, backup, or uh, your, start, uh, your, center, your starting center. So you've got a little bit of an impact there. And this year has yet to completely play out. But you're not fine. you you know, you're an impact player out of all of this. You're a big impact player. I would probably say, go back to 2019, where you got Elton Jenkins and Rashawn Gary. Both of those guys have been impact players for you. Jair, you got one guy, Jair out of 2018. And this year is yet to be really told. You got Mason Crosby. Yeah, you're right. Mason Crosby's been around. But... But I, when your life's blood is a draft, man, and that's all you got to show for it, that 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 sets franchises back big time, no doubt. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Social House, one of the bars I was telling you about when you talk about some of the bars that are opening up for the uh, for the World Cup. Uh, that bar is not only a football bar, a baseball bar, a basketball bar, but they are a soccer bar as well. And that is a good place to go if you want to watch some of the World Cup. That right, right there on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Go in. Dan Della, soccer guys, kids love soccer. They have some soccer jerseys up there as well. They have local soccer teams that go in there pretty consistently. Stop by Social House. They're gonna have the World Cup on. You better believe it. Social House, H A U S on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin
2: Sports Zone Radio Network
0: good to have you back hey this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at new Mal medical treating guys with ed all over state of wisconsin and all over the country for that matter as they continue to grow Check out our friends at Newman. Doesn't matter where you're listening to us, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Give them a shout, and they can help you out with ED, low-T treatments. If you're feeling moody, sluggish, tired, if you're starting to put on a little bit of poundage, so to speak, they can help you out there. Uh, It only takes you about 10 minutes. Stop in, and you can get your numbers checked. Or the All-in-One Weight Loss Program, supplements and such for you. Get you eating healthy and uh, put you on some vitamins and such. Make you feel better. An all-new you going into 2023. That's what they're shooting for. Call them, 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. That is the new mail. Medical. Center. Uh, this was from uh, Cassidy. Cassidy says, uh, the Green Bay Packers are doomed as long as Aaron Rodgers and that big contract is sitting there. You can only afford to keep so many players. And if you're going to rely on Gutekinds to put us over the top via the draft, it's not going to happen. Look at Look at the track record. This is a team that at this point in time is simply doomed. Boy, a lot of gloom and doom today. Man, a lot of gloom and doom today.
1: People should get excited. The U.S. is playing soccer, something they have excelled at throughout history. Right,
0: Seeking their uh, first World Cup win versus, uh, what is it, UEFA uh, since 2014. There you go. Since 2014. I'm giddy. <laughs> Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You got something to say? Say it. Phone lines wide open at this point. We got some stock up and stock down. Um, coming after the uh, after the bottom of the hour. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's go to Mark listening to us in Milwaukee. Mark, how you doing today, buddy? What's going on?
3: Uh, good, Bill. Good. Good day to be out here delivering the mail. Uh, there you go. I got a question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I got a question. Uh, two questions actually. If we um, are doing so poorly at drafting guys, why don't we have the people that do well, you know, draft in our organization? And my second question is, um, if, say, once the Packers are mathematically out of the playoffs, do we bench start benching starters and letting some of the other guys, you know, play in their position? Um, yeah,
0: that's, I mean, do you start with Jordan Love? Do you start seeing what Jordan Love can give you?
3: Pretty
0: much. That's what. That's what. Yeah. That, that was my question. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um. Boy, that's a great. That's a great question. Um. Appreciate it, man. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's so let's let's start looking at this. Okay. If you get mathematically eliminated, what this is probably what I can foresee happening. Going back to his question, would you start sitting, guys? I don't know if I'm necessarily sitting, guys. But if you're nicked up in any way, shape, or form, yeah. You it's not that you're sitting, guys. It's you're like, go get healthy. Go, go like with Rogers. If you got a bad thumb, let let the thumb heal. You know, it's not like you're on some kind of an Iron Man streak like Brett Favre was on. You're not. Go let the thumb get health healthy, and then, I mean, what's what's right for the organization is to see what you got. See what see what Jordan Love does down the stretch, right? Now, will that happen? Will Rodgers acquiesce to that? Well, then that's where, you know, you've got to talk again about massaging of egos. But it, it wouldn't kill you to let Jordan Love have another another crack, so to speak. You're trying to find out, one, what he has. You, you know behind closed doors what he has. You know that he has this ability to understand the offense and all that kind of stuff. But what you're looking at is <clears> – <throat> What you're looking at is you're looking at whether or not he has trade value, right? I mean, that's ultimately what we're talking about here. Does he have trade value? Is he the guy to lead the team moving forward? Do you then move on at some point when if Rodgers says, yeah, I'm going to go? Because you you got a decision to make. Because if you're going to pay Jordan Love and you're going to extend that contract out of that rookie deal, you're going to owe him and Aaron Rodgers come the next season, not next year, but the year after, a boatload of money together. I mean a boatload of money. And I don't think he can do that. So you're going to have to make a decision as to whether or not Jordan loves the real deal. And then, you know, other guys obviously of course you're going to start weaving them in there a little bit more, but that's that's the number one thing you got to you got to figure out cuz you traded up to get this guy. This is the guy that set in motion a lot of angry things. Right? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Matt says you said Rogers' salary avoids retaining good players. The Bills, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Cowboys. The only team they didn't retain their quarterback at a crazy price is those with Brady, not Rogers' fault. Signed him and then went dumb. Fire Goody. Right. Okay. Well, let's see if if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. The Chiefs had to get rid of Tariq Hill. Matt, what's your point? I mean, they couldn't afford Tariq Hill. They couldn't afford to pay, uh, to, to, to pay a lot of the salary they had on some of those guys, including Tariq Hill. They decided to go in a different direction, and they couldn't afford everybody, so Tariq Hill was the casualty, right? I mean, you've got Patrick Mahomes. This year, his cap hit is 35.7. He's making 17.16% of his team's total salary, right? Travis Kelsey. Making uh, what eight million? Uh, Orlando Brown is making sixteen point six. Chris Jones, a big defensive tackle, is making thirty. Yeah, once you pay a quarterback thirty million dollars, that's a chunk of change. So I I never said you can't field a team. What I said was, is a quarterback that's making more than thirteen and a half percent of their team's total salary, you're not winning Super Bowls. You're still a good team, but you're not winning Super Bowls because you're missing that piece or two because you can't afford to keep that whole group together. If they if they, if they they do it and they get the win, they'll be the first team to ever have a quarterback making more than 14.5% of their team's total salary to win a Super Bowl. Ever. Ever. It hasn't ever been done before. Now, like I said, as salaries continue to escalate for quarterbacks to ridiculous numbers, Eventually it's going to happen because the numbers are getting so crazy but as long as you get a, a good rookie or two that come into the league every year and already has a good team around them and you can afford to put additional pieces around that good rookie or the guy in a second year you're going to see more and more of those younger quarterbacks have legitimate shots at going deep into the postseason if they get a little bit of experience why because they have good players in a lot of different areas because they're only making a few million bucks a year 877-867-1670. Let's go to Lee listening to us in Auburndale. Lee, how you doing today? What's going on?
2: Hey, Bill. Doing good. Great show as always. Hey, I was just kind of sitting back this last week and a half. Um, felt really good after the Dallas win because I said, you know what? Maybe they finally figured out something. Maybe they finally turned a corner. But I got to tell you, I've sat back and watched a few other games, specifically the 49-year Charger game, you know, watching Buffalo, watching Kansas City play. And there's something that I, I'm putting my thumb on, and I'm watching these teams play. And, man, everybody is just faster than Green Bay, than the team that they're putting out there. They're attacking offense, defense. They're attacking. They're moving quickly. Everybody's swarming to the ball, you know, sure tackling. Yes, they might give up a big play here or there, but there's there's no fear in these teams, Like right? They just they go after it. And when you watch the Packers play, it's always the same thing. It's this, I didn't know my assignment, miscommunication. I wasn't in the right spot, you know. He thought he was going to go here and there. And I go back to this coaching thing of, all right, what is the issue here, guys? Because you have this whole off-season program. you got all these preseason games. you you got to figure this out. Like it, it, This shouldn't be a Week 12 issue where you don't know what your assignments are. You're living and breathing in this playbook, aren't you? It's your job. Mm-hmm. Right. The other thing, I, I, I kind of sat back and was looking at this, trying to, you know, sip the whiskey glass half-full, right? Right. And you watch everybody all the players and i'm old enough to remember the lynn dickey years and you know the magic man years and i was a kid when that happened but i see this and i'm not i'm not old but i'm not young but every player is like celebrating oh i got a first down! great great happy happy i'm like dude get back to the huddle you're four and seven get your butts going and do something i don't need to see a celebration after a first down or a big right. tackle you guys where's your head at where's right. your, your mind in the game and your focus because i gotta tell you you know i a co-worker of mine made a great point christian watson you're having a rough year you know you do this finger pointing one two three touchdowns why don't you use the other two to catch the damn ball <laughs> you know right. I mean, come on you know, yeah. it's you, you're dropping passes left and right. I, it, I I don't know if these players coming up now, if they just they're they're not in this mental headspace the way that they should. And if that's on the coaching, maybe that's what I'm seeing out of Buffalo and Kansas City, the 49ers, the Chargers, you know, I mean, at least the Chargers go down swinging. Green Bay is like you know a four-day-old fish fry. Oh yeah. no, don't touch it.
0: We've seen and, 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 and appreciate the phone call. I'm really really late for a break, but we have seen time and again where aggressiveness versus the non-aggressiveness has come into play, and we have seen uh, a a lot this year where it looks as if the Packers are not the aggressor. The Packers have been more so. They're the ones that are saying just play safe. And I I think, honestly, I think more of that's coaching than anything. 877 867 1670 Gotta take a quick break. We're woefully late. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Program. Good to have you on board this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Buzzard Billy's in Lacrosse great place to go and uh, grab yourself uh, some good food. obviously and uh, you go to the Starlight lounge upstairs you get a good beverage uh, you kind of take a trip back in time but the whole place right there is fantastic. Uh, the NFL PA has called for an immediate ban of what they call uh, slit firm turf. I don't know all the difference, to be honest with you. There's three different types of turf. Uh, there's dual fiber, there's the monofilament, and then slit firm. The slit firm turf has, the, has been proven, at least, uh, that more players have been injured on that specific field more than any other. And the, the rate of injury for the slit firm turf is on the rise. Um, I don't know what the difference is. From what I understand, slit-firm turf is this. It's fibers that are created from a single piece of flat plastic, which then creates, quote, a canopy over the infill. Okay? Uh, Each fiber from this rake shape design is constructed to break down, which means that over time... It becomes a softer structure underneath. Now, I, 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 I don't, I don't know what all that means. Um, but statistically, they say um, there are certain fields, even in the college ranks, that are slit firm turf fields that have proven to create more injuries than the other turf fields. So there you go. Uh, I, I and again, I don't know the specifics, but the NFLPA is now calling for an, calling for an immediate ban um, of these slit firm stadiums, and I, they say six teams currently use them. I don't know which ones. This is just kind of like semi happening, so to speak, and it's becoming a big deal. And I know that uh, ESPN is doing a whole uh, like an expose on this stuff. But, uh, but, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the breaking news. Uh, other than the fact that Melvin Gordon, Gordon's been waived. Melvin Gordon, uh, former Badger, is now out in the open market. He was let go. Uh, the one thing, the way I understand it is that while he has been waived, um, any team that would take him off, take him off of waivers right now, Uh, would take the rest of that contract, including $863,000 in fully guaranteed base salary and $102,000 in per-game active roster bonuses. So any team that claims him off of waivers would automatically eat that for about a million bucks, basically, for, you know, a half a season. So Melvin Gordon now on the open market. We shall see. Uh 877 867 Uh yes, by the way, uh Daniel says, doesn't uh, Ford Field have that slit turf? Uh I believe they do. I believe they do. I think that is one of the fields that they have uh, have stated. Um The uh, they say it's slit film turf. No, it's I'm reading the story right here. The NFLPA calls for the immediate replacement and ban from slit firm F I R M turf fields. Taylor. So I don't know what you're talking about, but they call them slit firm. I'm reading the story right out of right out of uh, Fox Sports. Slit firm, dual fiber, and non and monofilament are the three different types. That's what. That's what they're saying. So I'm only going by what I'm reading. So either they're wrong and all the reports are wrong or you're wrong. Check again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Time up for some stock up and stock down. Let's get to that, shall we? Let's do some of that, Ben, here for a few minutes. Uh, next. You want to do it next? Yeah, we're running. Up, up against okay. it a bit. We're up against it. Okay, we'll do it next. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there. At J&L Tire. Uh, say hi to Lyle and the gang. They're right off of 94 on in the Johnson Creek area at the uh, Johnson Creek exit, as a matter of fact. And whether you're driving around in a minivan, SUV, regular sedan, coupe, whatever it happens to be, or a big rig, they've got the facilities for all of them. They can take care of all your needs right there. That's J&L Tire, Goodyear dealer. You can see it from the highway right there at the Johnson Creek exit just north of 94. Stop in and tell them we said hi, and they do a ton of charitable work in the community. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show now. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs>
1: Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers had the weekend off after losing to the Titans 27-17 on Thursday night football. After the game, Aaron Rodgers admitted he missed some key throws to a wide-open Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard late in the fourth quarter.
0: I mean, I missed a couple throws for sure. What happened on that third down to Lazard? Yeah, I mean I couldn't see exactly where the ball was. Um had some people in my face, but I feel like I probably should hit that one. What happened on the uh, the one to Sammy? Yeah, I just missed the throw. I don't know. I gotta go back and look at it. I felt like fundamentally I was, you know, in a good spot. But just didn't have the same type of uh
1: consistent grip the same way I threw a lot of kind of wobblers tonight. Rodgers has been dealing with a thumb injury on his right hand. He suffered week five against the Giants. Since then, the Packers have gone one and six. How much has it affected his accuracy? Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. I know he's
2: he's battling through it. He's made some Really great throws, and then he's missed some throws. And I think that's the life of a quarterback in this league. You're never going to be perfect. You look at that corner route that he threw to Cobby. Uh, that was a hell of a throw. I think there were a couple that certainly he'd like to have back.
1: So the Packers had to Philly to play the 9-1 and Eagles on Sunday night. At 4-7, and Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb was asked if he's ever been on a team that had that kind of record and still made it to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, we were 4-6 and one year.
1: You know, when I was in Dallas, we were fighting every week to, to get into the playoffs. Unfortunately, we didn't. You know, there's a lot of things to lean on. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about finding a way to just win a game. And we're not doing that enough. That's Randall Cobb in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
0: Welcome back. Big week uh, down in Waukesha. They have the remembrance uh, today. They have the uh, the service down there and going on a year uh, since uh, the tragedy. And uh, I encourage you to get down to Waukesha, not just to support our friends at the Nice Ash, but all the businesses as, uh, you know, Joette and the gang at the Nice Ash. Want me to remind you that uh, there's a lot of businesses in downtown Waukesha that are small business, uh, and if you're going to, you know, head out for whether Christmas gifts or maybe to have a drink or a sandwich or something, uh, keep supporting uh, our friends in downtown Waukesha. And uh, coming up in a few weeks, they have the the Christmas parade, so which should be an emotional time down there uh, to do it one year after the tragedy. So keep encouraging uh, those of you uh, and those around you to head down to downtown Waukesha and uh, and check out. Check out Waukesha as they stay Waukesha strong. So keep building, keep moving forward. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Time up for our time now for a uh, stock up and stop down. Let's do this.
1: It's time for stock up, stock down. The key feature here is speed, trying to follow what's going on in the markets so that uh, we can anticipate and catch trends as they occur.
0: From this week of football. All right, stock up. It was a loss, but I think in a loss they garnered at least some positivity. They went toe to toe with the Philadelphia Eagles Jeff Saturday wins his first game against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and then they go toe to toe at home with the Eagles. At least they've got a little bit of life in Indianapolis. I'll say some stock up there as they fell by 1 17-16 yesterday at the uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Ben?
1: Yeah, give me Nick, yours. Nick Sirianni after the game, a lot of talk about how angry he is that Frank Reich was fired so that meant a lot to him and yeah, yeah. Packers Eagles coming up it's a uh it's another kind of football bill but Qatar's not selling beer and I can't imagine <laughs> oh, sitting through any of those soccer matches let alone being Budweiser having paid multiple multiple millions of right? dollars to be the official
0: beer of a dry event yeah that's uh well, you know what? Around the world, though, I'm sure there's a lot of people hoisting a lot of Budweiser's, Bud Lights, and all that kind of good stuff towards uh, towards soccer. So, you know, I'm sure they're drinking somewhere. <laughs> uh, stock, I'm going to go stock down yet again. How bad do you have to suck in Denver to lose to the Raiders? Russell Wilson, again, can get it done. They can't get over the 20 mark. Much like the Green Bay Packers, they can't get more than 20 points. 22-16, they fall to the Las Vegas Raiders yesterday. And they just look awful. As we mentioned, Melvin Gordon has been uh, has been waived. Russell Wilson, 24 of 31, 247 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Meanwhile, Derek Carr threw a couple of touchdown passes. Devontae Adam caught both of them, one being a 35-yarder. So Devontae at least feeling a little bit, uh, albeit uh, the targets were somewhat off. 13 targets, only seven catches. But still, 141 yards, two touchdowns, a 35-yarder. He and Derek Carr still have that connection. But, man, how bad you got to be in Denver to lose to the Raiders. Stock down.
1: Do you know how many times the Broncos have given up 20 points this
0: season? Uh, not often. Once. They're, they're pretty, I was going to say, they're a pretty good defense. They just can't score. Their, their offense sucks. And Russell Wilson was nowhere near the answer. He's been, if anything, he's proven to be more problematic than anything with that organization.
1: Yeah, and Hackett gave up play-calling duties for this matchup. Didn't didn't really change much. Um, nope. Going over to uh, uh, another sport with a smaller ball. My guy Adam Svensson, the Canadian Bill. Big breakthrough win. <laughs> uh, defeating uh, my other guy, Sahith Tagala. Pretty electric finish. Brian Harmon couldn't pull the trigger. It looked like he had the yips. But he was, you know, ripping Eagles down the stretch. A lot of fun uh-huh. yesterday for people gotcha. like me.
0: All right. Okay. Go with that. Stock down. Uh, I'll stick in that realm. Uh, let's go with the Rams. Rams again beaten, rid the defending champions without Von Miller, without OBJ, without Whitworth. It must have been those three guys propelling that team forward. But, uh, again, they get beat. They go on the road. They lose in New Orleans, get beat by the Saints 27-20. Now, I know there's been a lot of talk about OBJ wanting to come back and play football this year and be reunited with uh, the Rams. But why? Oh, my God, why? Why would you come back and be a part of that mess right now? Uh, He still has not, by the way, passed any kind of a physical, just an FYI. But still, oh, my God, the Rams, again, stocked down. They get just drilled 2720 and they continue to suck swamp water. Hey, they got a giant ring, no doubt about it. Uh, and by the way, I wanted to ask you this. This is from a Jack who said, uh, Is it karma coming back to bite Matthew Stafford after watching the photographer fall off the back of the stage and basically turn his back on her? He created negative juju for that team. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. He did pay her medical bills, by the way, and is still paying for her therapy, but I don't know good question stock down there you go bill Ben, what else yeah bill how do you spell fraud can you help me out there uh you want to tell me i'm gonna go with uh m-i-c-h-i-g-a-n oh
1: i uh, i'm actually not going there <laughs> um i think michigan wins this weekend no the minnesota vikings bill they're eight and two with a negative point differential uh, all of the water, uh, all the bad water, finally found its level, and the Cowboys dump trucked them. Uh, Michigan, uh, listen, uh, this is Big Ten Ben speaking. Illinois is a good team, and that was always kind of a weird upset spot. I'm, I'm still in on Michigan coming up this weekend.
0: You think Michigan's going to get the win? I do. At Ohio State, I do. I, uh, I had a I'm weird gut be- feeling
1: last year, and I have a similar feeling this year.
0: Yeah, I do, too. Um, I After watching both teams play, though, uh, I I tend to look at both teams looking forward to this game. I know, I know Illinois is good. Don't get me wrong. But Illinois went toe-to-toe with Michigan at Michigan, whereas Ohio State was on the road, and they just looked like we're just going to go to Maryland, and we just want to get this thing over with so we can get back and start concentrating on Michigan. So uh, both teams got somewhat of a scare, But I think it was more of an egregious scare uh, by Michigan being at home to go toe-to-toe rather than Ohio State to be on the road. But Ohio State played awful. The first half of that game, they were awful. And I kept thinking to myself, if they play like this against Michigan, they're going to take an ass-beating because Michigan will beat them up. But I'm going to hang steadfast right now. I think Ohio State at home, they get the win. I think everything they've been doing has been gearing up for this game, and I think they are salivating. Over getting Michigan in the shoe this coming weekend, so we'll see. Uh, I got, I do have stock up. I'll go with the Cowboys. They get the bounce back. Mike McCarthy, they go into Minnesota. Mike McCarthy knows Minnesota and the Vikings extremely well after his time with the Green Bay Packers. And you talk, like you said, you talk about dump trucking them. Holy mackerel! In that game, they dump trucked them. Woof, woof. Dalvin Cook, only 72 yards. They held him steadfast. In the meantime, Pollard and Elliott rushed for 122 yards and two touchdowns yesterday. Zeke having both of them. Dak Prescott played well. He threw for two at a quarterback rating of 139-3. They pretty much stymied Kirk Cousins and company, and that staunch defense led by Zedaria Smith couldn't do a damn thing. And by the way, the Vikings yesterday... We're 9.1% on third down. That's it. 9.1%. Whoa. Another hour yet to go. Mike Clemens gonna join us. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.